0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Weekender Edition of the Great Podcast. I'm J.D. Saxton. Listen, everybody. We have a packed show. This one's a big one. We got Trump at the Supreme Court. We got Mitch McConnell announcing his retirement as the Republican leader in the Senate. We've got Wendy's getting wild. We have 10, count them, 10 listener questions. My God, what a busy show. I hope that Nick Houseman doesn't have any type of a voice impairment today because that would be <laughs> awful.
1: Testing one, two. I it's I well, you know, we'll see how the how good this uh this caffeine free tea works, but I I think I'll be able to make it
0: through. What's your tea? What 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 do you what if Nick is doing some tea, because I I I drink a lot of tea. What do you what do you drink? What what's the flavor? I don't know. Maybe it's Earl Grey,
1: perhaps something like no. I know it's non-caffeinated, which is kind of nice because I don't drink caffeine.
0: You didn't you didn't even look at the type of tea before you put it I
1: I was so desperate, I just grabbed it and I put it in there.
0: I took down some I, I took down some Earl Grey the other night. It was it was it was good. It's yeah. And you know what? You for I forget how much tea is actually kind of nice. I don't I, it's really it's warm, it, it takes care of you. All right. Well that 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 does it for tea corner of the weekender. Uh real quick, everybody, go over to patreon.com slash podcast and or support the show. Gain full access to the show. Listen, we got we got so much to talk about today. It's it's crazy. But also uh a reminder: the State of the Union. I I Nick, I didn't even know the State of the Union was happening next week. Um well, snuck no, up on me.
1: Republicans wanted, you know, to disinvite uh, Biden from even doing it. Some people were saying it. So uh,
0: we uh, we love it, folks. We we love the the crazy GOP. That is going to be this coming Thursday, and uh, it begins at nine p.m. Eastern. Nick and I are going to go live immediately after the speech. Uh, we are inviting our patrons to watch along to see not just our analysis and our reaction, but we'll be taping the the weekender edition for next Friday. Then that is next. Thursday. And as I grab my calendar, it tells me that's March 7th. And again, the State of the Union begins at 9 p.m. Eastern. We will air immediately after it is over. But Nick, we got to talk about the Supreme Court, Uh, the highest court in the land, Uh, non-biased jurors who are taking care of the Constitution in the United States of America. They have announced that on April 22nd, they will hear Donald Trump's argument that a president should be immune from prosecution for any crimes committed uh, in their time in office. Uh, this is uh, it's the big one, folks. It's the big one. Uh, what What are your initial reactions to this? There's a lot to dig into here.
1: Well, you know, I, wa- I want to know, like, how are they going to argue something that's not in the Constitution? Uh, I suppose that the the answer to that is that that's what the Supreme Court is for. They are supposed to figure out the little gray areas that are not explicitly laid out in the Constitution. So I get it. Um, But I think my first reaction will ultimately be or is um, they're guilty. They're saying they're guilty. Mm -hmm. And now they're trying to just pull a loophole to get out of it. You know what I'm saying? And this is what Trump tends to always do. So I think this is their admission of guilt. And it's hard to believe that they're going to maybe get away with this, which it sounds like they have a legit 50-50 chance of doing.
0: Well, I'll start off by saying that uh, what what you just said exposed one of the great uh, truths of both America and also the legal system, which is all this shit is made up. And it really doesn't matter if it's in the Constitution, if it's not in the Constitution. If these people in a stolen Supreme Court, we'll get to Mitch McConnell in a little bit. If this stolen Supreme Court decides that the president is is immune from any type of prosecution for uh, their actions within office, which we'll get to in a second, uh, they're going to do it. And uh, quite frankly, there's really nothing on the books that stops them from doing that. A reminder, the Supreme Court gave themselves the power to do this. And on top of that, they uh, they are in the position to help wealthy white men stay in power and stay away from uh, any sort of uh, consequences of their actions. I'm going to say something here, Nick, and um, this is going to I, I, I don't know. Maybe this is expected. Maybe it's unexpected. I'm not sure. The point of electing a president has always been to put a leader in charge of the country, and they have always committed crimes while in that office. It is almost impossible to find a president of the United States of America who hasn't committed crimes on behalf of the wealth and elite class. Um That that has been a traditional unspoken gentleman's agreement within the halls of power. Again, when the Federalists did this at the very, very beginning, they just thought that a bunch of wealthy white men of power would be able to handle themselves and you know they would be able to take the resources and move things around. The question here is what happens if there's a ruling on this? Like what happens if you literally say the president can do whatever they want? It opens up a giant Pandora's box, the likes of which Will put us in a constitutional power crisis. His his lawyers said, "quote that if a former president was prosecuted, it would usher in a destructive cycle." That's correct. It would usher in a destructive cycle, particularly with the way politics are now. He also said, "quote the presidency, as we know it, will cease to exist." Well, because of that uh, that unspoken agreement, that is technically true. But when you start making this law and you start making the the unspoken explicit. Shit gets really weird. And this has a lot of repercussions that could come from it. And uh, I I don't think you could overstate how dangerous this thing is.
1: Well, it's also very circular uh, because um, he would probably, there is a law against insurrectionists and they're probably going to take the stance that until he is prosecuted for being an insurrectionist, we're not going to validate that opinion. And we're going to judge this on whether he's immune. Well, how would you ever? This is the case. The case is to prove that he's an insurrectionist, and they're going to be able to push this thing back, and then they probably say to themselves, "We're going to just let the voters decide in November in a similar way uh, that they did with like, like McConnell would pretend with the, the first Supreme Court justice um, stuff. So, let, let's let the people vote for. It. We have to deal with all the, the you know that stuff. But one, I want to make one thing clear: Ginny Thomas. We we all familiar with Ginny Thomas, right? That would be we, a friend
0: of the friend of the pod, Ginny Thomas. Yeah, Absolutely. Yes
1: who is so certifiably insane. We know that she believes the 2020 election was stolen, right? Absolutely. Yes. Now, we're pretty sure that she sleeps in the same room as Clarence Thomas.
0: I mean, That's we've a- heard allegations. Yes. Yeah.
1: I mean, separate beds, whatever, but they're in the- they live together, I think. They probably share a lot of the same thoughts. So, I don't think it's a stretch to assume that like Clarence Thomas probably thinks this has been a stolen election and then probably Alito and so then you get the other guys, you know, you get the um Kavanaugh's and those guys like sort of on board with some of that stuff and I could easily see them saying yeah we'll just delay this thing until it's and see if he wins and then he'll just dismiss the whole thing and then we'll be done with it because we don't believe that it's a legitimate uh, uh, investigation anyway
0: which by the way everything that you just laid out is is undoubtedly true But also, like, the circularness of it, like, comes back to haunt you, which is, well, if he didn't do anything wrong and he was actually just protesting a stolen election, why do you have to give him immunity from crimes, right? In that case, then he's just carrying out the actions that he should. And this brings us back to what so often gets lost in all this stuff, Nick. We, we live in this world where we don't question, you know, or many people don't question the law or politics or whatever. They just go about their lives and that, you know, some people think about it and other people don't. We, we run the Muckrake podcast, which is the home for political sickos. We're the type of people who get in the weeds and talk about this stuff. That, there's a reason why we're all here. Other people just sort of take it for granted that the law is the law and that's what it is. This is what it's supposed to do. It's supposed to, to arbitrate the difference between different realities. Like in this case, you literally have millions of Americans who believe that election was stolen. It was not stolen. Period. That's that's the end of that story. But the <laughs> fact that they believe it then takes us to the next step in all of that, which now all of a sudden you have the highest court in the land, which has been stolen and again was illegitimate from the very beginning of its of its inception more or less. Like, it can now go ahead and give this asshole not just immunity, but it can go ahead and give a green light for right-wing assholes to do whatever they want at any given moment. Nobody in this party wants to admit that they lose anything, that reality is real, it can change, it can be malleable. All of a sudden, the general contract that a nation is supposed to be The reason why we're supposed to have nations wink, wink, nudge, nudge, besides, you know, carrying on white supremacy and the accumulation of capital and resources and and the uh, oppression of others. The reason it's supposed to happen is we're supposed to be a nation of laws. That's what they always tell us. That's going out the window. That's gone, basically, at this point. And we're creating a two-tiered class by saying, listen, some people are above the law. Other people are at, at the mercy of the law, which is how it's always been. But making it explicit, The threads that hold all this stuff together, they start disintegrating, and that's when stuff gets really weird and really, really dangerous. Oh,
1: I mean, I I, I always say this: that you know, democracy exists only in so much as we're willing to believe that it exists. Absolutely, and so that's probably the reason why it's gone. It's done. You know, we've gotten such a huge section of this country that does not believe in democracy at this point, or what they think is democracy is so utterly twisted, it's it's frightening. But as much as we like to shit on the founding fathers, and it's fun to do that
0: we should. Um, yes. You know,
1: if you were to take away or if you were to grant absolute immunity to a president, you basically would change his title to king. You know where I'm going with this, I think.
0: I mean, well, listen, I want you to make the case because in in the conventional history of America this yes. is why America exists.
1: Exactly. We we actually fought a whole war to ensure that we would not have a leader well, of the country. Time, time out. Time hours.
0: out. Let's, because this is our show and this is what we do. That was the rhetorical reason.
1: Uh, well, that we fought uh, the war. well, give him like it's 40% of the reason, right? Well, I, mean,
0: I, I think – I think you want to be free of the taxes and the economic control, and therefore everything that the king does is tyrannical. And also, you want to get away from the European-based like religious control. Like, yeah, that 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 is part of it. But do not underestimate the fact that they wanted more economic control over their destinies.
1: All right. Well, I will say is in the amicus brief that was filed by Lawrence yep. Tribe at AL uh, about this case, they cite uh, an unending amount of the found- founders and the writers of the right Constitution who were explicit in their oration that they would they did not want to grant absolute immunity to the president and the question though is is that while he's in office there seems to be enough of a coverage there where you know I, and that that has sort of made sense in the past but once he is out of office and you know even Mueller was a guy who weighed in on that like accidentally or not um there is no way to be able to have him protected off after that um, so this whole thing is just, uh, especially because there are so many originalists on the court right now who want to live like it's seventeen seventy seven or whatever. What's when's the Continental Congress seventeen ninety? When did they, no. they when they when did they actually get written? When did the Constitution get written? You don't Well, the,
0: con- the Constitution uh, goes into effect in eighty seven. Eighty seven. So yeah. you know, they want to live like it's like, you know seventeen eighty seven.
1: And um, and yet they're not going to they're not going to respect that argument that the founders themselves uh, will have used. And they'll use their own argument against them about why they can't give him absolute immunity. And I have a feeling that's going to be uh, they'll just put it off. They, they're not going to be able to have to make a ruling. You know, the Supreme Court after in June is out for like months. Um, I don't know if everybody really knows this. They just take off and they're not around for months.
0: No, I mean, Clarence Thomas needs to get in his RV with Jenny Thomas and and cruise the highways and byways on the dime of Harlan Crow. I mean, what, do you expect them to work? I uh, forgive me
1: and so yes so as a result they can simply kick this can and then you know hope that trump wins i suppose and then he'll just the worst part about this no one's talking about it, is that the president should not be able to go to the justice department and say dismiss these things against me right now and he will and they will follow that and that's really that's now the officially the end of the line. you've been listening to the free part of this episode if you'd like to hear the rest of this great conversation, head over to patreon.com muckrakepodcast and subscribe for lots more additional content, including a Discord server and live shows. We'd really appreciate it if you could give it a try. We know you'll love it and come back for more.